Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 592. I'm Chris Brivett here, bringing you the week's RPG news. Joining me, you didn't know, your cat better call, your cat better call, Kelly Ryan. She was in the background while we're streaming. With the cat? Not really, Katie. I ended two copies of Monster Hunter Stories 2, and I was trying to sell it to someone on staff, so I didn't have to go to GameStop to return it. Wow. Did you successfully sell your extra copy of Monster Hunter Stories 2? Yes. Former Backtrack alumni Phil Willis is getting it. All right. That's your blood money to keep him off the backtrack? (laughs) No. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Hey, hey, it's better than my PS5 blood money, but we won't get into that Oh, let's not get into that. No. no, That's that's family matters. Do not want. Nope, 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 nope. Joining me today as well, Anna Marie Privateer. Hello. Hello. If you are watching live at twitch.tv slash rpgamer, you can actually see me cross-stitching during the podcast. I am making um a Pokemon cross-stitch. I'm doing Jirachi. Jirachi! I, I'm drinking the worst macchiato ever. So, Duncan... <laughs> Does not sponsor this podcast, but no. we frequently get Duncan. Before I think I would podcast. blacklist him. <laughs> and um, for for many reasons, we ordered from them twice this week, and both times they have screwed something up. <laughs> so good job, Duncan. Today it was two things. Sucking. My macchiato was cold instead of warm. First world problems. And Anna's donut was wrong. First world problems. <laughs> oh, I have the firstest world problems this week. Oh, <laughs> like. You know, it's not enough just to get money to get something anymore. Now you have to fight bots. Your first world problem is you can't buy a PS5. You poor thing. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm wandering Target yesterday. I'm like, guys, I have money. Where's the PS5s? Did you think they would just have them? You know, did you miss the past year? No, I have. I've been around the past year. It's just sometimes I read on Reddit. I read on Reddit that sometimes stores just get it hey, you know randomly. What? I read on Reddit that my uncle at Nintendo has like five PS5s that Sony sent them just because they have this goodwill trading between organizations. No, it's all lies. It's all lies. I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm gullible. I'm sorry. It's just, it's frustrating. Like, guys, you have my money. Just give me a PS5 for God's sakes. <laughs> Uh, and it's not like I'm in a hurry to play anything. I mean, my friend was like, you're in a hurry to play uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate. Like, no, I really want to play Ratchet and Clank first, but I mean, I'll get Integrate for free. No. Well, she buys it fresh, she will. Yeah, you don't get Integrate for free. You get the upgrade from for the original for free. Oh, right. Integrate yeah, no. is a DLC that you have to purchase. I thought it comes with oh. the PS5 version. Nope. Well, yeah, if she buys the the whole PS5 version. But why would she buy the PS5 version for $70 instead of just... No, Chris. What? She has a real copy of Final Fantasy VII. I I have two real copies. Hold on. Hold on. Why do you have two? So, last year during the pandemic... When they really delayed our physical copies, I happened to have, have the day off the day that it came out. 
and I did not want to wait, and I'm glad I didn't wait because the time I got my physical copy, I had already finished the game. She got a digital and, copy. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't cancel my digital, my physical copy was it was kind of the 84 version that I got for $60. All right. That makes sense. Yep. But plus, you know, I'm a huge freaking fan of that series and that particular game, and that's like probably the only thing that I will double and triple dip on. Can I so, just ask um, that you tell Vaughn to turn off all your torrents because you are roboing something fierce today? It's weird. I, know. I don't know why. Vaughn's fault. We blame Vaughn for everything. I'm. Our internet has been just dog crap the past couple of days, and I don't know why. Because we we sure was watching me because you're the only one on the Skype call today, so maybe it's us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Because Vaughn was complaining about the internet. Vaughn earlier. says I've got no torrents. Well, get better internet. Because <laughs> we we were watching a movie last night on HBO Max, and they, it kept like pausing, and I think we had to reboot the Xbox at one point. So Ooh, I don't ugh. know what. We might need to call the ISP at some point, Vaughn, because this has been going on for like a month now. Yeah, I think he's already thinking of it, too. All right. Okay. If you're in the um, uh, the Kelly Ryan area of the country, um, don't be crazy. Kansas. But go uh, fix our internet. Yes. We were supposed to get fiber at one point, but that never happened. We are... <laughs> One and a half blocks too far outside of the fiber, fiber. options. Yeah. That's okay. I've heard I've heard bad things about them too. Okay. So apparently our um our cable provider Anna is technically more reliable than the fiber provider. Ooh. Even though the fiber provider costs less and is just a joy to deal with because they aren't the cable company. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> there's no there's no good options here mythos called it you're gonna have more luck getting a ps5 than getting your isp to fix a real problem i actually would put money on the isp winning this race no i wouldn't I, look I would. how long it Feel took it. them to fix our problems yeah a month or two no and i think she could get no, that no yeah. no chris yeah. it was forever it was not forever we ended up getting a they, discount they, of like nine months they came and did the squirrel fix no they made a they made us change our modem twice and then they suggested that we change our router and then they came and fixed one piece of the cable and then they finally found where the squirrel had chewed and fixed that. Oh, but it took them multiple trips to do that. And can I just say having you deal with all that was like one of the best parts of my life Ugh, ever. It's it was a wonderful thing for me. I want you to know how appreciated appreciative i am of that mm -hmm. i will take you to melting pot right now for that <laughs> so do, do you rent a router or did you buy one no, it's got our own router okay. but they always try to blame your your stuff like well the our modem's shown up fine on our end it must be your router have you come and looked at the cables well if we come and look at the cables and there's nothing wrong with the cables we're going to charge you eight thousand dollars um and it still took them three what? trips to figure out what was wrong with the wires <laughs> Because they were like, there's no problems with the wires coming out of your home. It's like, great, but we still have connection problems. All right, well. It must well, be your router. <laughs> have you, you know, tried upgrading your router? Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll come out and look at the wires. And so they fixed the... Squirrels had chewed the wire that went from the pole to the house. And then it turned out that they had chewed 
almost completely through a wire from that pole to something else. And that was the problem. Yeah, I don't know if you have overhead wires in your area, Kelly, but we do, and it sucks. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me if something did eat our wires because I don't know if you've known this the our yard, but apparently our yard is the wildlife center of our local neighborhood because we've had everything from skunks to possums, and now a bunny has been taunting our poor dog, and it wouldn't be surprised if they got into the wires and We it. had a skunk that tried to move into our backyard, but we have so many feral cats in the neighborhood that didn't last for long. Uh, yeah, I, we, I, we have... I drove through skunk territory on the way home the other day, so I think they just moved across the big street. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have feral cats, too. They don't care. I don't know who was winning the skunks versus feral cats war in our neighborhood. Pepe Le Pew. Wow. Everyone's favorite misogynist. Oh, uh, come on. Just... No. Moving on. <laughs> Remind me not to accidentally paint Alice with a black stripe. Mm-hmm. With a white stripe? With a white stripe. With a white stripe. Yeah. My bad. Because I, I don't know if you know this, but Alice is a tuxedo cat and looks just like that cat that um, Pepe Le Pew likes to harass. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think if Wild Skunks are that smart. So if you paint her, she joins the Me Too movement. <laughs> All right. Moving Chris, on. Okay. What have you been playing this week? Hi, I've been playing PC Building Simulator because I'm a terrible person and I don't know understand what I'm doing with my life. So it's it's games done quick this week. Yeah. And so we've been watching a lot of speedruns, and while we watch speedruns, um, Chris plays PC Building Simulator. So he gets a bunch of computers and he has to blow all of the dust out of them and then take out parts and put in new parts and then he gets bad Yelp reviews. I should because probably he stream uses, it during the news today. Because he uses um, pre-owned parts. <laughs> How dare you put a used thing in my computer? <laughs> Is it like uh, the old DS games where you actually have to blow into the mic? No. Okay. Because that would be hilarious. No, you, but you, you buy compressed air. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows you can't just blow it off with your mouth. Come on. That'd be funny, though. Sitting there giving yourself an asthma attack. Oh, no, thank you. There's nothing funny about asthma attacks. (laughs) As an asthmatic, I concur. (laughs) (laughs) PC Simulator, you said that this is satisfying, like playing House Flipper. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, so I, I don't understand why I'm enjoying this, but, like, I am, and it's weird. And I'm and I've started. So I mean, it's real basic. You're clicking here and there to put parts into places. It's not like physics simulation, like surgeon simulator. So you don't have to worry about dropping the video card and breaking it or anything like that. You, it's just a bunch of clicking and dealing with parts that I'm familiar with. And like, how would I build this PC? Why is this idiot asking for this? They're terrible. Um, it's, I don't know. I've just I've gotten addicted to it because it's a grind. And it's an easy grind, and I'm and I'm into it, and I don't understand why. Um, Is there a part where you have to camp new egg to buy new parts and beat the bots? No, uh, the shop has always got things in stock, so it's completely unrealistic. Prices only <laughs> keep going up, which is very realistic. Um, let's see how much are GPUs right now. So we're up to it. As you level up, better parts become available, which is not how the world works. Um, but we're up to 1080 cards, and they want $730 for a GeForce 1080, which is, I don't think how much those cost, but whatever. Um, Damn scalper's market. 
yeah, I'm interested to know if we actually get to 3080s in this and how much they're going to charge for those. That might actually be right at that point, though. <laughs> um, yeah, the and uh, what else? Uh, it's weird. Like, I've got AMD Ryzen chips have been available pretty much the whole time, but for forever, the highest Intel chip was a 6700K, and that's not right. That whole thing was just wrong, and I don't know. It, it's weird how things are portion out but who cares because it's all about grinding money and getting um you upgrade your ability to play the game less like any good simulation game so this will screw things in for you or this will do um (laughs) put the standoffs in for the motherboard for you or this will instead of having to click both ends of the cable you only click one side (laughs) etc 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 it's all stuff like that (laughs) The funny thing about House Flipper is that all that stuff is in there, but it's secret. Like, you can skip steps if you know where to click. Oh, cool. Yeah. So up until this point, the only other thing I knew about um, PC Builder was that every single time Warrior 64 posts it on Twitter, that it's on sale, he posts a picture of Henry Cavill building his PC. Hold on, I gotta find this picture. Which, which is top of mind because I guess Henry Cavill was on WitcherCon last night and said a thing. We yeah, were so talking about it Henry, last night. Uh, <laughs> so the guy who plays Superman and the Witcher is like a giant nerd. He's also a giant. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's swole. I think he lives, brah. Well, I guess yeah. he would need to since he's Superman. By the way, in Witcher. case you didn't know, he's a big gamer. And he—that's part of his branding, I think. It's like they keep emphasizing how much of a gamer he is. <laughs> so, I also had—I also had no idea until last night that he wasn't American. <laughs> no, he's from—he's uh, from Jersey and New Jersey, Chris, the Jersey no, Shore. No, it was funny. It's like I—I I always forget he's from Jersey <laughs> I'm until like, I'm like, you Anna, hear his voice. Jersey's American. <laughs> he's like Jersey's in America. I'm like, no, not New Jersey, oh. Jersey. Which is a small island in the English Channel that belongs to the British. And there are ducks there you can only hunt if you're the queen. Duck hunt? Yeah. So, yeah, I just, also, he's, he's got he like... almost just, put the just, CPU in right. Just, just the tinge <laughs> of the British accent. Which would also make sense why he you said that he made a Warhammer reference last yeah. night. Because Warham, Warhammer is very British. Um, so yeah, at the end of his WitcherCon interview, he's like, you know, I don't see these backgrounds for the Witcher because I film in front of a green screen, but the chandelier is in Witcher, but it's clearly inspired by a very specific reference in Warhammer. <laughs> and like, I don't, I don't remember what the reference is, but like, he was like, this is clearly Warhammer 40k and like, it started to, to talk about weird. very specifically where in Warhammer 40k it fell. It's like he sounds like a really nice guy. It's a shame that he's in the. I don't know, Kelly. Let me ask you a question: How many people who have that much nerd knowledge are actually nice people to interact with? Nice. Look at all. Can be. Is that usually how it goes? No. I mean, I've never met the guy. He seems like a, a nice individual. I was just saying that it's a shame that he's in the movie that gave me the single most nerd rage I've ever had after walking out of a movie. What, the Dragon Ball Z Superman? No, oh. the Man of... Well, I mean, Man of yeah, Steel. Yeah, Man of that Steel. That's mean? Dragon Ball yeah. Z Superman. Okay, I didn't know people called it that. was my favorite... No, that's what I call it, because that's a DBZ fight at the end of that movie, and I don't care what oh, you say. Oh, yeah. That is oh, totally yeah. a DBZ fight. I'm like, 
I'm here for this. The rest of this movie is sucked. They're going to have a DBZ fight? Fine. Wait, no, why? The, he, Superman broke that guy's neck. Superman doesn't do that. What? The, the better <laughs> thing about that making it a DBZ fight is that literally in the next movie, they added a line like, people got out of the building. They're okay. Just like in a DBZ episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> the biggest single complaint about that scene was, you know, Superman having casualties yeah. or and collateral well, damage. Yeah. And then just breaking into his neck. Like, this is not how, not hashtag not my Superman, but maybe should be. <laughs> That's what I was thinking by the end of that movie. Like, I, I, I could be down for this take on Superman, like a Superman that has to deal with actual consequences. But I mean, I don't Then I realized, having, no, nobody wants that for Superman. <laughs> I don't mind having that take. What I hated about the movie was that it was disjointed it was and bo- <laughs> boring where it shouldn't have been boring. And, and Pam Paul from Kent, The Office was Lois Lane. Uh, I don't know if that Paul was good Kent or not. Was, <laughs> Absolutely terrible character. Oh my god, a man of they stealing. Did Pa Kent with with Pa Kent was just a uh, Spider Man, uh, Uncle Ben in that movie, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now Vaughn's telling me you're you're man of stealing. Don't get thank you, Vaughn. Don't you stopped go down me this. Before. You're a man of steel on the podcast. Um, I think we uh, did. All right. Well, uh, enough of that. <laughs> uh, he makes me so damn mad <laughs> every time. Why is he in the Superman place at the? I'm so confused. <laughs> he built a PC and now he's in the Fortress of Solitude for reasons I don't understand. We're watching this YouTube video of him building a PC. Um, I'll just skip forward All right, out of moving this. on. I guess, so do you want me to talk about what I played to take me off the Man of Steel ledge? Yes, please. Um, so I had been, quote unquote, playing Disgaea at six. And by playing Disgaea at six, I mean letting it run while I've been actually doing work and letting all of my characters get to 9,999. And I'm only on chapter three. Well, isn't there another nine now? Isn't it 99,999? You, un- you unlocked the other nine after you beat the game. Gotcha. So I need to beat the game. I guess this is the game telling me, okay, you can beat the game now. You can play through the story mode. And yeah, um, I feel like they said made the world's most perfect idle game. <laughs> They've turned this guy into an idle game, and I'm oddly okay with this. The, the <laughs> battle system, like legit, doesn't matter if you go down the. I'm just going to do the auto, the auto play system. It seems like yeah, and yeah, I don't know if I'm okay with that, but it seems to. Well, you know, I like biggest... this Photoshop black bolt rock in a fanny pack picture. This is pretty good. Um, my, you're missing quality content if you're not watching the show live. All right, go ahead. I, well, I mean, my biggest problem with like doing the item world stuff is that in past games is that it gets it gets so repetitive and boring, and the fact that you can automate it now is kind of a godsend. But I was also telling but, myself, myself, okay, I'll wait auto battle when I grind yeah. and then play legitimately when I'm actually playing the story. By and letting then, you and, auto play through the story, it trivializes the whole point of leveling up. Uh, it, yeah. like, so I did all that work to uh, to grind efficiently, so I've got power. But now I can also just leave auto on and just finish the game. And like, mm-hmm. so what was the point of grinding? I just kind of took the gameplay away. But also, I, I had know. so much fun setting up the grinding. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's <laughs> killing me about it. It's like the this grinding setup is amazing, yeah. but I feel bad for using it because I'm just not playing the game. So I don't know. I need, I need to just 
power through the rest of the story mode and and finish it and then see what like the super bosses entail because i have a feeling you're not going to be able to auto battle the super bosses which well, is why I they bet made you, you so, will <laughs> i don't know right. traditionally the super bosses have always been you know hard which is why i've never even gotten that far enough to be able to take them on mm. so i'll i'll have to see I, i'm curious how far this rabbit hole goes because i i need i need to finish the game so that i can lock unlock the extra digits and then see what comes next oh yeah but i don't know when i'm gonna finish the game because i bought a new game well we'll get to that in a second i also finished um the first cycle of near replicant so now i'm on the path to ending B, I like just started that Thursday night. I don't know if I'm going to continue that or not because of my other game that I bought. But um, big surprise, the near game is weird. No. Yeah, it got really weird at the end. And I have. And well, you, you haven't seen anything yet, Kelly. You haven't. Go- yeah. You've only gone through ending A. Like, oh, wait, that Automata is the one I know how the endings progress. I don't know how the first one goes. So. I've first one gets pretty weird when you go through the endings too like the the first thing that you go through when you start the next path is going through um the girl's story whose name i'm blanking on kaine kaine's story and it's talking about her backstory and how messed up her backstory is that basically uh she I, I guess she was a kid and the town kind of kicked her out because they thought she was a freak because they thought she was possessed by shades. And then she actually got possessed by shades oh, and had a gr- had a grandmother that took care of her that got killed by shades, which oh, is, goodness. you know, her whole character motivation. <laughs> and this is, this this is, is horrifying. All, <laughs> yeah. And this is all playing out with Jaina Proudmore's voice. So it makes it even more weird in my head. And. I, I want to see where this bit where this bit takes me, and I don't know how much the rest of the game is going to take, but I, I'll, I'll probably boot it up later on tonight and see. But then I've also got my new game, which also kind of grabbed me, which is Monster Hunter Stories Two. Um, how was that so far? I cannot put it down. Of course, you um. E- you pre-ordered I, I, it, and I'm you blanking. played a bunch on the demo already, so... Yeah, I so I I finished the demo, and the demo ends right when you're getting off the first island, which is a good place for it to end, because it kind of... I think the demo for Stories 1 ended on a cliffhanger, which it made me want to see what happened next. This, I felt, is kind of a better ending to let you... Like, okay, you're off to adventure, let's see where this leads. And... Naviru still cracks me up with his horrible puns. Have um, you figured out why he's there since he was in the first game? Like, how long has it been since the first game? What's going on? You know, yet? I haven't really, I haven't really figured that out yet okay. because I've I realized that the I said that the Rathalos and the opening cutscene was the orig, the one from the original game, and then I was wrong about that because I went and watched that cutscene again, and he doesn't have the it's missing eye. Stars. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't even the same color, so mm-hmm. I messed that up. Well, I think but, that Rathalos uh, is still out there, but we don't know how they connect because they've been for for the first time in a while. Game's been doing a good job of keeping its story not completely spoiled before release. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I like. Yeah, I appreciate that too. I guess it's because it's not that 
I, I don't know. Is this that popular of a game? That might be why. I don't. I mean, Nintendo was pushing the hell out of it, so I don't know. And Monster Hunter seems to be like kind of. I mean, not like as popular it is in Japan as it is in Japan, but has kind of finally made that dent where it's sort of mainstream now. So I, I don't know. Um, certainly popular enough that I can't get any of the freaking amiibos from this set, except for the one that it came with. Yeah, that's uh, been going poorly for me as well. No uh, more so f- just the more one that, first world. It, yeah, more first world problems. You're right, but I'm still sad. Yeah, well, luckily I there's ways that I can at least make the NFC tag so that I can at least get the stuff. And I'll have to mail you guys the NFC, any NFC tags that I make so that you can have access to it too. But it's it's frustrating, and I, I am not paying that. I am not paying fifty dollars for the one amiibo that I want just because it's a cat. Or rather, if I, I'm I don't pay, believe you. Or rather, if I'm going to pay fifty dollars, I'm going to do it through Play Asia at least. Yeah. Ah, uh, get the Playasia. Oh wait, no, that was that was Amazon, and it was resellers selling it through Amazon Japan, but they weren't charging nearly the amount for the first Monster Hunter Rise or Monster Hunter Stories Amiibos. Yeah, because Anna said that she ended up play Asianing those. I ended up Amazoning. She ended up play Asianing those, and then they ended up being available domestically. She bought them before they were out here. Wait, Wait. I might be misremembering. They, ne- they, they never came out here, but oh, okay. they were available on Amazon. All right. She did good. I really appreciated yeah. it. They they weren't, like, super expensive on Amazon. They were just, yeah, they were reasonably priced for imports. That was also a long, that feels like that was a long time ago. I mostly yeah. wanted Naviru. The Naviru, maybe. And then I ended up with the um, Ratha... And the Balroth one, because I like Balroth because he's a kitty. So. I think I ended up getting some kind of three-pack. Oh, yeah, I think they did have a three-pack. You're right. Is that everything you've been playing? Yeah, sorry, no, I, I was blanking on Yeah, that's everything I've been playing. I plan on diving more into Monster Hunter, but I also want to see just how far this near rabbit hole goes. <laughs> you take the blue pill. I um See just how far I have been streaming the Final Fantasy VII remake, so I got to kick Don Corneo in the nards. Oops! Yay! Very satisfying. Um, so I ended up getting a very pretty purple dress for Cloud, and it had a it tiara. was adorable. Yes, and I got this really nice kimono inspired dress for Tifa, and then I got this swiggity swaggity. Really nice dress for Aerith. Ribbons everywhere. High heels. She looked good. So those were my dresses. It's worth it to play do the new game plus to get the other dresses just to see Aerith's cutscenes for the kind of crappier dresses just because they're so funny. <laughs> or you can YouTube them. <laughs> I will probably YouTube them. If nothing else, I planned to go through the Chocobo Sam route so we see a different route. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, um, I don't know what's more satisfying, seeing Don Conejo get kicked in the nards or having Aerith slam somebody on the back of the head with a chair. Spoilers. Style. Chaired. Arrow, or chair, chaired. 
Cherubed. 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 <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm finishing up chapter eleven at this point. So I am almost I, I I finished the train graveyard. I'm at the very end of the train graveyard. I fought the ghost. That was a wild, wild fight. Yeah, that train graveyard, that plays out so different from how it originally was in the first game. I well, With all the ghosts and stuff? I have no yeah. memories of the original train graveyard other than finding it really annoying to navigate because of the perspective. Yeah, yeah it was. And I felt like this one was kind of annoying to navigate, too. <laughs> this one wasn't as bad because I can always follow the directional grid at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I do sometimes go the wrong way, but that's just because me. That's a me problem. <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. Um, and then, oh, uh, Kelly, you're going to be so disappointed in me. Oh, no. So I started SMT3 Nocturne. I think I talked about it last week. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm giving this game a second go, and it's it's better this time, and I like this more than I did the first time that I played it. And I got about 15 hours in and realized, wow, I actually just don't have any interest in finishing this Called game. Called it. <laughs> <sighs> you don't like normal SMTs. Well, I like Apocalypse. But you don't like 4, 3, 2, or 1. I haven't played you... 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, she's you not going to like one or two. two. No, because they're <laughs> Yeah, old. exactly. You don't like them. <laughs> but not because one I don't and... like them, because they're old. Like What? What does that even mean? <laughs> one and two suffer from old RPG systems so bad, it's not even funny. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole, have no idea where to go, have no idea what upgrades you're supposed to get, just slog. Um, two is a little bit better, but one is so you have to consult a walkthrough the whole game, otherwise you're going to be lost. Two two is a little bit better, and two is kind of worth it just because two has an amazing story that I wish they would revisit. But yeah, yeah, I just realized Shimagami Tensei has this problem as a whole is that the first two games in both Persona and Shimagami Tensei are so unaccessible they might as well be in different series. Um, so yeah, and it's funny because, uh, ever the whole time I was deciding to think about whether I wanted to continue playing as I was thinking about the goatee cast because the game of the year podcast has a category that's like, I played it and it sucked. I played it it again again, and it it still still sucked. sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I I think that I'm going to come down as i don't think smt3 sucks i just think that i don't certainly isn't for you yes and that's okay Mm. so no not not according to your tattoos so i decided to move on to you have to like that entire series (laughs) so i decided to move on to valtherian arc hero school story what which is a game is this another chemco game nope i don't believe you i bought this uh, last year, the year before, because it went down to like $2 on the Switch. And ever since then, people have been messaging me going, hey, this looks like your kind of game and it's on sale for less than $5. I'm thinking about getting it. And I'm like, yes, I did pick it up when it was $2 and I still haven't played it. But I have gotten asked if I have played it so many times in the last couple of months because it's been on sale more than once. 
that I'm just going to play it. And then people will know what I think of it. Mm-hmm. I will check back in on how it goes next week. I just, I've been really busy this week with work. What was supposed to be a very quiet, low key launch on Wednesday ended mm-hmm. up kind of exploding. In a good way. In a good way. People are like, I made a, po- a toasted pastry cat. Yes. But Nobody has bought it. We, one person. All right. I sold one. Yes. But we, we won't get into that here. Oh, uh, but my crypto NFT things. Yeah, no. So instead, we're going to be jumping into question of the week. And it was a pretty simple one this week. Um, will you be buying and playing Monster Hunter Stories 2? Um, Potty M, my podcast partner in crime, says, yes, I will be playing Monster Hunter Stories 2. It was one of my favorite 3DS games, and that's despite me never enjoying a Monster Hunter game before. With the announcement of the free DLC, though, I'm going to wait for the game after to get a... Er, I word saladed. I'm going to wait to get the game after a price drop once the free stuff is out. The free content additions made me cancel my pre-order. Once I roll credits on a game, I put it I'll put it in the eBay pile so I'll wait for this to mostly be content complete before starting. Which is funny because right before the podcast started he asked me if I still had that Monhan 2 and I was like, "Oh, crap, Phil bought it." And he's like, "No, that's fine. I was I was like literally waiting till the last minute to uh See if anybody else really wanted it before I wanted it. I was like, oh, okay, good. I need to send him back his copy of Nexomon Extinction. Sorry, Matt. It'll be in the mail soon. And I think I'm going to send Phil some of the uh, prototype slimes that I made for Matt. Oh, he'll just get a as kind of, of a, yeah. No, I need to see if like they need to be sanded or something because I just kind of threw the not so good looking ones in a bin or in a plastic tub. Next time you mail me stuff, you have to send me one of those. Yeah. Oh, I've I've got plenty of them to send of Sweet. varying quality. <laughs> oh, send me the worst one. Oh, oh like, okay. Yeah. So I I can totally send you the worst slime. There's it's great at the Natsume office. There's a basket of plushy prototypes. Mm-hmm. They're bad. <laughs> They're... Are they missing eyes or having a? Uh... There's like there's, a, there's one that's like it's a cow but it has a pig's nose and pig's hooves instead of a cow nose and cow hooves. It's how great. did it how did it come back from the factory like that? Did they not know what a pig was? I have no idea. <laughs> there there's one of like um a goat, but the goat's proportions are like completely wrong. They're they're just amazingly bad looking. They're great. Uh, I'm going to disappoint you. None of those slime figurines oh, look that bad. It's more that um, when I took this, took them off the supports, there's like kind of divots in them. So oh, they, that's don't, okay. they don't look that great. No, no, but... that's fine. Um, what was I going to say? All right. Uh, Featherhoof wrote in and says, short answer, yes. Long answer, hell yes. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Bobby Watson wrote in and said, uh, yes, eventually. I just started playing the first game and I'm enjoying it quite a bit, but I don't expect to get the sequel for some time. And so that's interesting because that leads basically right into our question of the week. 
And so we we were doing our Discord hangout last night, and Kelly says to me, hey, Anna, does Factoria ever go on sale? And the answer is no. No, Fawn told me that Factoria never goes on sale, and I wanted your take on that. Right. And their take is it's worth $30, and if you don't agree, don't buy it. And I kind of got really rowry about it, and then Anna put it into perspective, and it's like, well, I mean, it works for Nintendo, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that does. Yeah, like, so, you know, for the first two years of the Switch's life, none of the Nintendo games went on sale. And even then, and even only recently, it they go on sale occasionally, but they go down to, like, $45 instead mm-hmm. of 60 So, like, I feel really confident buying Nintendo games at any point, whether I'm going to immediately play them or not, because the chance that they are going to be on sale when I'm ready to play them is like nil. On the other hand, even though I'm really excited for Disgaea 6 after listening to people talk about it, I don't really feel like I need to run out and buy it because I'm either going to borrow it from someone or I'm going to buy it for half price. Yeah, that thing is going to get discounted quick. I took the hit on that, but I'm also a Disguise Super fan. Do not buy this at $60. Wait for it to get at least 30 maybe even 20 maybe even a year from now when they do the best of edition on Steam. <laughs> and so, like, you know, I I definitely have, and I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's like, I definitely have my companies that I'm willing to pay full price for it. And there's other companies that I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll, um, I'll just wait for it to be half price. So that's our question of the week. What company are you always willing to pay full price for? Slash, what company are you willing to wait for a sale? Slash, have you played Factorio? Slash, have you played Factorio? <laughs> Not to get too specific or anything. I mean, <laughs> I always play full price for Atlas games, but that's like former PTSD from the fact that Atlas would only print like 100 copies of the game back in the PS2 days. Yeah, I mean, in the 3DS era, I didn't mind immediately buying full price Atlas games, even though they had an Atlas tax associated with them, because I would always immediately play them. But now they're like so much better about discounting stuff and having availability and uh, having them digitally online that I kind of feel like I don't need to with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless, I, it, and, unless it's going to be a very niche title. I almost regret buying SMT Nocturne um, when it launched because I ended up not playing it. Then I ended up not liking it. But that's a discussion for another day. Hey, you, you saved a lot more money than I did when I bought it on the PS2 back in the day. That's true. But I also bought I, it on the PS2. Did you pay $80 for it? Um. Well, I was in Canada, and PlayStation 2 games went up to $90, depending on what they were. So uh, I might have. It was Canadian dollars, though, so at the time it was about three fifty US. <laughs> three fifty. Three fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to provide feedback... There are multiple ways to do so. You can call or text us. 608-729-4098. You can uh, do like Bobby Watson and Featherhoof and Platy and go to rpgamer.com. Drop your feedback in the podcast thread and we will read it here on the show. That's what we'll do. So we've got... 
Sorry. Oh, sorry. You can also no. tune in live. Live from New York. Wait, from Madison. <laughs> uh, we 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 record Saturday mornings at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific at twitch.tv. Mm-hmm. We record yeah. Saturday mornings mm-hmm. at noon Eastern, oh. nine a.m. Pacific. At twitch.tv slash rpgamer. rpgamer. And we actually stream seven days a week. 27 days a week. Almost morning, noon, and night. Uh, morning, noon, night, and second breakfast. Yes. And if you head over to twitch.tv slash rpgamer and do exclamation mark cow, whether we are online or not. to be entered into the raffle. No, Chris. No? No. Exclamation mark C-A-L. It will link you a calendar, and then you can see which shows are available at what times. And get an idea of what we're doing. All right. It's time for news. An an opening movie and combat gameplay release for Tales of Arise. Arise. That's coming out, what, at the end of this year? Um, September 9th, 2021. Oh, so two months. Yeah. Um, the the movie is animated by the studio UFO Table and features the song Hibana performed by the band Kankaku Piero with English and Japanese versions available. What? Sweet. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this band. Uh, Any good? Pe- people, I mean, I like the song. People certainly like their uh, tales of openings. Okay, then. It was pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to get this right away when it comes out or not. It, it's sort of one of those I'm on the fence about because there's so much other stuff coming out. And then the new story that just made the internet explode with disappointment. Could it have so something to do, out- Kelly? Let me guess. Is it related to Nintendo? Yes. <gasps> so you, you want a new Nintendo Switch, right? Yes. I wanted something with a little bit more power. Maybe run things at a better frame rate and or higher resolution portably, but you know I'll take what I get. Just uh, up those specs for me, Nintendo. All right. Oh, How about we give they... you a nicer screen and a better kickstand? But I play on the TV. Well, then this model is not for you. Oh. But this model is for me. Oh. Yeah, the internet lost their minds at this, and then someone that Mike retweeted, their wheels retweeted, pointed out that, you know, you guys built up this hype in your mind, and it's your own fault that you're disappointed. And I'm still I couldn't disappointed. Agree. I, no, I'm disappointed because I was hoping Nintendo would do something, and they didn't do it. Not because of any hype or expectation I had about this announcement being that thing. I always knew it wasn't going to be this, or possibly wasn't going to be this thing. But like to have them announce this, it's like, well, really? That's the direction you're going? I'm very confused. So for me, I'm really excited because I have a launch day Nintendo Switch, and so the OLED and I play so predominantly. You know, no, you my, don't. Mine's a year later, but it's no, still the earlier you model. You have the battery refresh. I do not. You actually. do. No, I, I checked... made sure I bought it for Anna, you, Anna. I know you think that. We've confirmed that I have the original one. Uh, you're wrong, but moving okay. on. We'll go check it out. For me, this is exciting because I have a launch model, day zero, um, which means I don't have the battery refresh and I don't have the form factor refresh. But on top of that, I also play predominantly in uh, handheld mode. 
And I would love to use the kickstand, and I have used the kickstand. And the problem with the kickstand is that a brief breeze will push it over. Yep. And so I I don't use the kickstand not because I don't want to, but because it is not at all stable. So I'm the new surprised. OLED model has like the nicer um, plastic that the that the battery refresh has, and it has the battery refresh. It has bigger internal storage. It has a kickstand that is the full length of the system, and it has an OLED screen. Now, we don't know if that OLED screen change is going to impact battery life negatively. Oh, yeah, and the screen's bigger because they made the bezel smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I'm surprised that you hadn't invested in, like, a decent stand because I just I bought one for, like, 15 bucks, and that's what I use when I'm playing it in tabletop she mode. She ever play so... in a tabletop situation. She doesn't need the stand. I don't know what she's talking about. Where are you going to use the stand? Um, you forget that when I do, I brought the switch. Oh, to when the you're hockey traveling, game. so that's the thing. We haven't been doing much traveling lately, so it hasn't been really. Uh, <laughs> I do see. have um a stand that I can put my switch into that's really intended for an iPad, but it works for the switch. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't want another piece of crap laying around the house. I want something right. that's integrated into the system. Sure. Also, the other reason why I like the the stand that I bought is because you can plug it in while still playing. Because, like, who decided that the bottom thing was a good... Well, I guess that's for docked mode, but it's still irritating to have that bottom... Uh, what am I trying to say? The, the, having it plugged in down the bottom when you're charging and playing at the same time. So the new kickstand does look like it kicks it out far enough that you would be able to plug in, but I won't know that for sure until I, I doubt get it. it in my hands. Okay. And I don't remember if any of the articles specifically touched upon that. that it's a good saying. oversight though. Yeah. But it's a good point. I mean, yeah. I I'm. The, I feel like I'm the weird one because I feel like everybody I know that plays their Switch plays portably. Like Vaughn even refused for the longest time to even plug in the dock because he said, "Why would I ever need to plug in the dock? I only play this portably." And I feel like they're really leaning into people liking to play this portable with doing the OLED screen, and I'm, I'm okay with it. And plus, I, I mean, I'm not going to run out to get this thing because, yeah, it's going to be $50 more than the base model. But I really like the OLED screen on my OG Vita. And I feel like it's just going to look nicer. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's weird because the there there is basically, I have seen kind of three reactions to this announcement around the Internet which is, this isn't the Switch Pro Nintendo has betrayed me. And it's like, no, you had bad expectations based off of clickbait reporting. Eh. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, it's, that's not true. So they, they betrayed you in the fact that, you know, they aren't doing a thing for you. Like, you are not their core audience. The thing is, they did that, like, 10 years ago? <laughs> Plus, yeah. <laughs> when did the GameCube come out? <laughs> Like it, you haven't been their target for a while, so it is on you for being ex- having these weird expectations. But it's also true that Nintendo isn't doing this for you, and they didn't care about your desires when they did this. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Just you shouldn't have had that expectation necessarily. Um, the other third is, 
I don't understand who this is, who this is for. Um, everybody who isn't you, I guess. <laughs> I, I just guess don't get who this is for. People that want a switch that has a nicer screen. Yeah, me. People who play portably, mainstream people, people who aren't caring at all about the power of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm. Nintendo has pretty clearly said 50% of all people that own Switches, which they are like constantly polling against, play in handheld mode exclusively. 50% of Switch statistics are made up. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So when Nintendo polls people that own Switches, 50% say they only play in handheld mode. So the idea that there's no market for this is... No market whatsoever. And three, there's people like me who are like, yes, I'm so excited for this. So I'm very excited about this. I mean, if if they had better save file file transfers, I would love to have the Switch Lite Um, to be able to carry. Save file transfers are really easy, Kelly. You literally put the two switches side by side. And on one of them, you say, I'm transferring from here. And the other one, you say, I'm transferring to here. And then you just let it rip. I know okay. because I did it for Chris's when I bought it for him. Yeah. Okay, because when I the light was coming out, I would watch a YouTube video that said that if you own multiple switches, that that was a pain in the ass. If you do hold multiple switches, it is a pain in the ass. Moving tri- files back and forth between two switches hard. Replacing a switch as your new primary not so bad. Oh well, my my issue is that I want to be able to play on the TV when I want to, but when we go on a road trip, I want to bring a this switch light with me. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a little yeah. trickier. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah. That, so the, you need the, the cloud Yeah, saving, you need the switch online for which that. Which is not every game supports that, right? Right. Okay. But yeah, you, do, you for one, you do need switch online, and then you need to hope the game supports it. Okay, yeah, so that does sound like a pain in the ass, yep. because... Um, yeah, yeah, that's, honestly, though, I, I honestly, can't it's the, the switch. last time that a game hasn't supported it besides I, Animal Crossing. I'm going to be honest here. If you're buying a Switch whose whole goal is to be the system that's a TV system you can take with you on the goal, having two of them is kind of against the purpose of the whole concept i, I know the, and the issue is that the one that's that's more portable has no tv yes has right. no tv it is a portable like- only machine for children you need to accept that about the light that's what it's for it's not for you just like this switch isn't technically for me i'm gonna get one anyway no you're not <laughs> yes, i'm I getting am. one i'm getting we're both getting one no <laughs> yep no yep <laughs> What are you? What are you? Eclipse now? No, my food. <laughs> you may not have. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make me go over there and bomb you in the you, face. You go ahead and bomb me in the face all you want. <laughs> also, you never explained the uh, strange tortoise shell kitty that was on the stream. Strange tortoise. Oh, did she show up? This yes. Morning? Yeah. Yeah, we're cat sitting for um, one of our cat's litter mates, and uh, she showed up on the stream. I guess. So, sure. our three cats are from a litter of six. And the people who fostered the kitties when they were born kept one of them. And so they 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 did this. I didn't know this was a real thing. I thought it only happened in movies. They literally did the, hey, kids, uh, pack your bags or going to Disney. <laughs> yeah, my parents did that, too. That's I, great. I didn't know that was a real thing. Uh, your parents suck. Um, anyways. <laughs> 
No, it was. We went to Florida every year for winter. It was just presumed we were going to Disney. Ah, well, you you know what? It wasn't for you then, okay? Because you had guaranteed Florida trips anyway. Yes. Are Are your friends' kids stroller age? No. Okay. One is. I, I think they're nine and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Walk. That's. That's the good Much age better. to take yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It, it drives me crazy when people take stroller age kids to Disney Kelly, because they've been loved... over this. It's what? it's not. We don't care that the kids won't remember it. It's for the parents. It's not for the kids at that age. I know, but it's still it's still annoying and stupid, and all you're gonna have is tired, <laughs> cranky kids at the end of the day. <laughs> That's true. But you do you. Also, <laughs> you swear, you punish yourself. <laughs> I swear, when I went to Disney and I was scooting around. It was always parents who walked in front of me like idiots. Yes. It was never the children. The children could figure it out. It was yeah. always the adults who decided to randomly step in front of yeah. me. Idiots. Anyways. Uh, have you never... Uh, I know the author is on the, the blacklist of the internet, but have you ever read Ender's Game? The whole point there is kind of like how adults um, discount children's and their thought processes. And they, when really the adults are the problem. <laughs> no, I haven't read Ender's Game. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, speaking of children, do do you want to stick children in soul cannons? Well, no. Since you put it that way, because yes. the the we have more videos of Fuga melodies of steel, and they showed how the soul cannon works, and kind of gruesome. Is it t- terrifying? You stick a you stick someone into the cannon and it shoots out. It uses their soul as ammo. Yeah. So the more I see stuff about this Fuga game, the more it reminds me of uh, Trillion, which was which... a Vita game where you had to sacrifice girls to take down a giant. Oh, sacrificing girls—that's an Anna game. Oh, was this a Idea Factory game? Um, I think so. Okay. Hang on. Wasn't there also another one called Lost Dimension where you had to... Oh, that was totally different. Okay. That was where you had to figure out who the traitor was. Yes. Yeah, so Trillion God of Destruction is an Idea Factory game. I thought that was just about grinding to high levels. Yes and no. Okay. Settled. Yeah, um... Game's gonna watch worldwide on PC, Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Series SX on July 29th, and yet I still have not seen a pre order page for the game. It'll come really? out and then be uh, sold out before you've even heard it's available. Uh, I no, don't think there's a physical. Can't... Yeah. I think it's just a digital. What the? I... Oh. Hmm. I swear I saw a news story that said physical, but then other news stories that said it wasn't. So I I don't know. I just I I'm saving up gold points to buy this game on the Switch, and <laughs> I can't pre-order pre-order it yet. But we'll see. Um, more hype for you and the rest of your Yakuza brethren. We've got an interest cinematic and theme song reveal for Lost Judgment. Yep, and digital pre-orders have opened. Is this one going to be digital only, too? Nope. There's just a digital collector's edition. <clears throat> okay. So we've got the standard edition, which just has the digital copy of Lost Judgment and the quick start support pack with useful items. 
We've got the digital deluxe and the standard edition is 60, by the way. The digital deluxe edition for 70 has everything, but then it also has the Detective Essentials Pack, which is a collection of lifestyle detective items, and then the School Stories Expansion Pack, which is a set of items for each club activity. And then the digital ultimate edition for $90 that has all of that. And then a story expansion pack with a new story set in Camarocho and in Jincho. Ooh, I know those places. Yeah. I have no context. Oh, and you'll also be able to freely you upgrade not, to the place. You haven't played Yakuza Like a Dragon yet? No. <gasps> Kelly, you need to play Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, f- funny you mentioned that Josh um, added me on Twitter today or this week to let me know that yakuza 6 was on sale for five bucks and all he said was kelly cat cafes and i buy it and screenshot it and reply you or like well shit (laughs) (laughs) oh someone in the twitch chat says getting the digital deluxe version also lets you play the game early oh cool and yeah, you'll be able to freely upgrade to the PS5 and Series SX versions, respectively, which is nice. That is nice. So yeah, there's that. Um, the game in case gets a new gameplay trailer. I have not heard of this game. It's a turn-based sci-fi RPG. It comes out in September 2021. That's a thing. Yes, that's a thing. We had Nakon, which I guess... North uh, America Con? Publisher Nakon held its oh. Nakon Connect presentation okay. and showcased a bunch of games. Um, there's going to be a new Vampire Ma- the Masquerade game. <laughs> there, there is a free update for a game called Roguebook, which I've never heard of. There is a new title called Steel Rising. Um, you're an automation task with protecting Mary Antoinette. That's it by doing alternate first French Revolution. Okay. King Louis has robots. Okay, the more I read this paragraph, the more interesting this game sounds. <laughs> and then there's also gonna be an update for uh Rogue Lords, I guess. Uh we got some additional media and details for Blue Reflection Second Light. Although I was reminded today as we were discussing the first game is on sale in the Discord that the review score we gave to the first game was not good. All right. Um, The Sorcerer class is coming to Celasta. Yay! I've got a preview build for this. Yes. But I can't show it yet. No. Maybe next week. Yeah. Soon. TM. Soon TM. Um, And then uh, Nintendo put out a video and sort of a uh, quasi list of all of the quality of life changes that they're doing in Skyward Sword. I, I love this trailer because it was like, hey, everything that pissed you off about the Wii game, we're taking care of that. Well, except for the motion controls. Oh, yeah. Other than but, that, you know, though, you know, Fee <laughs> talking too much, you can yep. shut her up. Oh, T- thank goodness. Tired of... Are, are you tired of them describing the items in the chest? You don't have to mess with that anymore. <sighs> See, many, this, these are big many, things to really were a problem with the game, so yeah. I'm glad. 
Oh, tired of seeing that cutscene over and over again? Well, you can skip it now, which in this day and age, non-skippable skippable cutscenes should be a crime. I mean, <laughs> for me, the thing that, that drives me crazy, non-pausable cutscenes. Uh, yeah, your name's that pause. too. Nah. That too. Right. Um, um, I, I don't know if I'm going to get this or not right away. I think I I'm might not. put it on my Christmas list. I, I'm not even sure if I want to put it on my Christmas wish list. I'm going to see the... I want to hear how it plays first yeah. with yeah. the sword play, because that's the part I'm still worried about dealing with. They, I just don't really like 3D Zeldas. I, it's always bothered me that this is the only one I've never finished, but the idea of the motion controls just did not appeal to me at all. So I'm curious about this one. Chris and I were playing this together when we first started dating. Like a day. Eh, more, than, more than a day. We didn't stick with it very long. No, we did not. I watched Vaughn play it, and he did not look like he was having a good time. <laughs> he looked very annoyed. <laughs> Um, so there's that. Punishing Grey Raven is launching next week. Why wasn't this in the release date stories? I don't know. I messed up. I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Um, yeah. That. We've got additional World Ends With You images and details. Or Neil, the world ends with you. It looks so good. Yeah, I can't wait to play that one. Yes. Um. We get a returning character, Ken Doy, who previously ran the Ramen Don restaurant, and he's now turned his attention to curry. So <laughs> he opened opened the spicy curry Don restaurant. <sighs> this is going to be good. I should have played the first one last <gasps> year. Again, you didn't it, play the... Wait, did you play the World Ends with you at all? I played the DS version way ah, okay. back in the day. So I, I wonder if I still have my copy. Might have just done that uh, too. I still have I still have mine and I have the Switch version. Oh, okay. I just haven't had a chance to play it. Go play it. Or play rather. Um, and then we've got Vargas the Riven Realms receives a combat update. Sure. Yeah. I've never heard of this game. Uh, I think I, we've covered it maybe one other time on the podcast. This is more of a Pascal kind of game. I see. And then Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access Patch 5 has been detailed. Are you interested in this, Chris? Baldur's Gate Early Access Patch 5. Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, no, not until it's done. Okay. Well, the Early Access Version patch launches on July 13th, and it's a feature-focused patch, which includes the new active roll system, where players can apply spells and bonuses to dice rolls. Uh, has background goals, which where a creative character's background will provide its own secret mini quests. Um, it'll have the resources feature where now players can use supplies to get the full use of a long rest. Wow, this is such D and E stuff. But uh, yeah, very much is fifth, right. Yeah, fifth edition rule set. Yeah, I I did not know until recently that Baldur's Gate was part of D and D. Oh so, yeah. I have a understanding of D&D. All this stuff is now, like, on my radar now. Good. Yeah. That's all the news. All right. We got uh, new game releases. Okay. 
Uh, Bladebound is fully releasing on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One beginning July 7th. Um, it's an action RPG that has been available on Steam Early Access for about a year. Dangan Entertainment announced Unspeakable Pixels Barbarian Testament of the Primordials comes to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on July 15th. Uh, publisher United Label and developer Oddbug announced Hails in the Iron will release on September 17th. It's an adventure RPG uh, coming to PC, PS4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, physical copies are available to pre-order now from select retailers. Developer Three Mind Games announced that its sci-fi RPG, the protagonist EX-1, will fully release for PC on July 19th. It has been in early access since March. So. Coming out for this week, Woo! Um, as mentioned, Barbarian, Testament of the Primordials on PS4 and Xbox One. It's already available on Switch and PC. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword hits Switch. Trials of Mana launches on iOS and Android. And if this came out of nowhere, and I'm really kind of excited for it. Wajidite Games released their urban fantasy adventure RPG Unavowed on Nintendo Switch. Is that an RPG, really? Uh, it's they, more of an adventure They market game. it as an RPG. It's more yeah. RPG than most other point and clicks, that's yeah, for sure. Yes. So it is available on the Switch, priced at $15 with a 10% launch discount until July 14th. So you can still snag that for a little bit of money off. Chris and I played this um, a couple of years ago together on the PC, and we had a ton of fun with it. We did. I really hope Watch It Eye Games puts out. So this is their very first console game. So I really hope they do more console games in the future. Right. Um, just a little bit of editorial content this week. Uh, Tainted Grail Conquest Review. Legend of Mana Interview. And Paul did his Backlog in the Year entry for June 2021. Coming up this week, first entry for JRPG July. So stay tuned for that. Should arrive Woo-hoo. tomorrow on the 11th. Right. So, reminder of our question of the week. Yeah. Is there a company you're always willing to pay full price for or never willing to pay full price for? And have you played Factorio? <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, Kelly. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Del North, for the music. Thank you, Forecast, for the encoding. Chris. Yes. What are you playing this week? Uh, PC Building Simulator. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake on stream. I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. I'm also going to be consider- continuing Valtherian Arc Hero School Story. And this week, this week is my official first um, season two Sunday night stream. So tune in Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. I will be playing uh, Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, which is a Final Fantasy IV randomizer. I am de-rusting again yes so there's a there's a beginner league being played right now called the pink puff league and the flags change every week to like teach you how to do intermediate stuff and so i've been playing those it's been fun cool last week i did hero seeds where sid was my hero i couldn't eject him from my party um the speed of bosses was determined relative to sid's speed and i had to go into the um, fight at the top of Mount Ordeal solo, just like Cecil does in the original game. So that was really fun. Uh, this week is um, key items are on the moon. Oh. You have to clear the moon to clear the seed. 
is uh, Sid objectively the worst character? Mm. (laughs) No. It depends who you ask. I actually don't mind him. I kind of like him because he wears a pretty broad selection of equipment. Um, His wrenches or hammers or whatever they are all have an on-use facility. He starts out at level 20, and he gets a ton of hit points. His weakness is he's slow. And yeah, that's a problem. But it's not one that can't be overcome. He's not very strong. Well, I, he, early he's, on he's fine, but he's, later, yeah, no. yeah. So his his physical damage falls off unless you get him like a really good bow and really good arrows. And before you say what, don't equip him with an axe. No, Runak. No. So I'm I'm curious now. Who is the character that will just ruin your run if it ends up in your party? Tella. Okay. There's a so <laughs> there's a bit of a running joke when I stream Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise, and that I always rename Tella Floor because that's where he belongs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. And for a second there, I thought you was going to say Edward, but I know Edward has the harps that do status effects. Well, no, you don't use those. No. Oh. Um. No. So he he can equip daggers, and in particular the dancing dancing dagger daggers. Okay, but really is... Edward's shines. For crazy strategies using the hide function. Yes. So things you didn't know because they didn't come up in the original game. If the wall gets to the very end, so you know how you go into the uh, Luca's cave? Uh-huh. And there's that wall that comes up and it hits a certain point where it moves forward. It can't move forward anymore and starts just pinging off your characters. Uh-huh. If it has no character to ping off but someone's alive, it just kills itself. Great. <laughs> yeah. That sounds So you just hide Edward and uh, wait it out. Now, it's a slow strategy, but it works. Yep. (laughs) Um, There's um, level five Edward strategies where you go to Zeramis and hide through the Big Bangs and then come out and throw damage items at him. And then hide again. And then hide again. (laughs) Takes forever, but you can kill Z real early without having to grind. Yeah, there was one race where I Chris... lost to someone doing Edward strats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like Chris they was playing in a tournament me. a year and a half ago, and like Chris had three key items, and the other person had already finished the run. It was ridiculous. It, it took them less than thirty five minutes to finish playing because they did this Edward strategy. Twenty minutes into this... the run, they went to Zeramis with a level five Edward, and they spent fifteen minutes. Slowly chucking items at Zeramis and one. People were very excited to see that. Yeah. They were not this, excited this to see my what, play. <laughs> this is what I love about speedrunning and game mods is figuring out stuff like this. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's a special flag in Free Enterprise called Spoon, which <laughs> lets Edward, as the Spoony Bard, equip the key item, the Spoon. <laughs> and it changes his attack rating to, to 255. It's the and he's still be. not that strong. He he is. Yeah, no, I mean, a Spoon Edward with decent gear, um, yeah. even at level 45, <laughs> even at level 45, my Spoony Edward still hit for like five to 7,000 damage. Which is nothing compared to other characters. Wait, is that item the Spoon Dagger or is that? It's so just it's called a, the spoon. It's, it's not spoon. meant to be a weapon. It's not intended to okay. be a weapon. It is a key item that you get for turning in the pink tail. 
I believe, originally. Isn't it like a joke item that you can't do anything with? Yeah, and so the only thing you can do with it in the original game is have Edge dirt it. And it it does 9999 damage. That's right. And that's usually what you're going to do with it in in Free Enterprise as well. But if you've got the spoon flag on, then you can do cool things with that orb effect. Yep. So so do you yell spoon like the tick when you do this strat? Not if you're Anna, because she's never watched the tick. Oh, no! I know. Make Anna watch the tick. That's the best. I can't make her watch anything. (laughs) Spoon! I uh, I actually just had a new sci-fi series recommended to me called like The Existence or The Expanse or something like that. It's up on Amazon. Uh huh. I'm uh, gonna try that out today. Okay, great. That's uh, what is that? Two years old at this point? No, they just finished season five. Season six is next year. Oh, okay. It's even older. Sixth cool. and final season is next year. Mm-hmm. It's like so. now that I'm now that I'm an adult and can appreciate they are. Sorry, being an adult now, I can appreciate the subtle humor of, of the the tick and the fact that the Batman character is named Dieter Mouse, which is German. Deflator Mouse, which is German for for bat, but he's a coward. Yes, I love that, and that the Wonder Woman is a maid. What American yeah. maid? American, American made, and everything she does, she has is made in America. <laughs> yeah, made in America. She throws her shoes. <laughs> All right, I'll give it a try. I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere, but there's also co- it's based on comics, so you could read those. What? There's there no. was a live action show oh, that, that they did bad. with Patrick with Patrick Warburton as the tick. Who was a great choice. Didn't he do and the voice? Think, no, he didn't do the voice. Um, no, and, yeah. and then there's an Amazon series with a British guy as Tick, too. Isn't that one about okay. Arthur, though? Okay. I can't remember. Yeah, the live action. You can buy the live action series on Amazon. There you go. I don't know. But I think the cartoon is on Prime. Kelly? Yes. What are you going to be playing this week? My portable is going to be Monster Hunter. My TV game is going to be near because I really want to see that through. That and I, ha- I have so much fun just like running around, uh, slashing things with my swords and then doing a whole bunch of magic in that game. That's a fun game. And I sort of want to boot up Automata after that if I have time. Because the combat in the base game is crazy, then the combat in Automata, Automata is going to be insane because mm-hmm. it's platinum. I agree. So th- thank Josh for getting me into that series because I'm loving the crap out of it. All right. But yeah. We will be back next week. Thanks, everybody. Woohoo. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.